Hello and welcome. You listen to the African State. My name is Kindama. I'm your host of today's program. On today's edition, we have beautiful uh, people here. I've got one uh, gentleman who is uh, been doing sensational uh, work. So we'll be here to interview him, knowing a little bit about him uh, and his life. I am talking about none than less than Mr. Uh, Benjamin Abana. Benjamin Abana, he's uh, uh, an artist. Uh, he's uh, from, uh, he's, he's a Danish with uh, uh, Nigerian descendant, meaning that he've got one of his parents is from Nigeria and the other is from uh, Denmark. So, but we are here in Copenhagen, Denmark to talk to him, figure out exactly how is to be an artist in this part of the world, how is to survive as an artist in uh, Copenhagen or in uh, Europe. Uh, without the further ado, I will be able to just... Um, uh, but before I start to interview him, we're going to talk about uh, uh, his career. But just to let you know that uh, uh, Benjamin, he recently won the um, Danish um, program or television program, a uh, culture program where they invite a number of uh, artists where uh they paint live on television and then it's, it's i mean it's kind of like a x factor in that category if you may put it like that you know so you paint and if the judge accepts you have got a, a good uh, uh painting and you move to the next uh category till the final so he recently won this um, final uh competition on tv which is uh is buzzing he's uh, really uh doing uh, much on his work so without further ado i would like to welcome mr uh, benjamin abana thank you very much for coming and accepting for our interview my name is benjamin abana i'm an, a full-time artist living in uh, copenhagen i'm half nigerian half danish and born and raised in Denmark. I want to start the definition. What is an artist? Mm -hmm. I know it's abstract, so yeah. it can be. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you've been an yeah. artist for uh, some time now. Yeah, I've been an artist for about 10 years, 10, 11 years. Yeah. Um, what is an artist? Oh, that's a good question. Like, like basically for me i kind of project an image in my own vision to the canvas or to the paper or whatever medium i'm using um, an artist has the ability to maybe tell a specific story, political, or, or a story from history, or some event taking place, and then bring that story to the canvas. Um, if, if, if you are a fine artist like me, of course, working with paints and, and uh, colors, um, yeah, what is an artist? It's a really good question. 
But you say that you, you, I mean, you have been artist for about past ten years. How you get this vocation? How you become an artist? Um, I have always been into drawing since I was really small, um, and I thought maybe I would work with uh, animation, but uh, that never came about. So for a long time, I thought I would be. Um, I'll become a uh, graphic designer working with uh, advertising and art direction and stuff like that. But uh, making commercials was, I was feeling kind of empty, trying to sell people stuff that they basically don't need. So I just wanted to get back to something more, yeah, artist-like, more hands-on, using my hands basically, uh, using the pencils, uh, the brushes, everything, uh, something more old-school in a way. Um, it has been like a, a journey for maybe 15 years, switching from using a computer to well, starting with the pencil and using the computer, then back to using pencil and paints and teaching myself how to paint, actually. Uh, I never went to any uh, art school or anything. I took some courses in classical drawing and animation, and that's, that's basically it. So I'm self-taught. Um, but it has been a journey. I've been teaching myself how to um, put colors to together and uh, um, work with uh, the correct proportions but because I come from drawing it's it's been easier for me to translate that into painting you said that you an artist somebody who put story into his work yes what kind of story that you portray on your drawings on your work um, the stories I try to portray when it's when it's uh, when it is not commission work because commissions are people telling me what they want, <laughs> but my own portraits and paintings are I try to bring in um, maybe um, some small details about a situation. Like I have a collection of um, African paintings or African-inspired paintings, and it's about um, um, like middle-class people, because we tend to focus on the poor people or the rich people, but there's a broader um, spectrum of middle-class people also in. Uh, all of Africa, so I just want to portray normal people going about their normal business, like kids playing and and uh, a woman in the field, a woman carrying a baby, all normal stuff. But when you make a painting of it, you take it away from that ordinary situation and 
and you kind of bring it into something on a higher level because we're used to seeing portraits of people in museums and we tend to think that they might be a king or whatever, some important person. But it's interesting to bring, take ordinary people and bring them, paint them because it automatically gives them more status even though they are just ordinary people. Um, and the story I want to tell about ordinary people is that that we don't we don't have to look at people from Africa either, like poor people or uh, corrupt rich people, but there's ordinary people. Um, with other paintings or portraits, I, I try to be as honest as possible with the person I look at, um, because you can you can really um, play around with people's feelings in a, a painting. And the way I use colors, I also uh, direct the onlooker uh, to a certain feeling or a certain um, setting in a way. So if I use, if I have like a portrait of a sad person, but I use glad or happy colors, that will kind of confuse you. You will try to think what is going on here because you, you see some sadness, but you also feel a kind of warmth or happiness. So it gets more sentimental in a way. Yeah, what kind of technique do you use in order to, um, to paint? The technique I'm using is I, I usually have reference photos for my my portraits and I'll study the the reference photo and see look be looking for spot colors be looking for colors that if I see a, a little speck of green then I'll just overdo it and that's what I do with all the colors that that's why my my portraits are that colorful and then I can always make it more realistic afterwards if if I feel that it's it's too many colors I will tend to use more uh, subtle colors or less colors but but I'll always start out by looking at the photo and see what colors do I actually see like study the photo um, like for instance if you have a very dark-skinned person if that person is is uh, outside you will actually see a very um, bright blue color like uh, sky blue color in the in the skin because of the reflections from the the sky and that's that's really interesting like it's easier to use brighter colors with darker people and you have to be a little bit more subtle with lighter people or light people. Um, but it's also interesting to bring colors into paintings here in Scandinavia, like with uh, Danish people or Scandinavian people or light-skinned people, because we are used to more 
douche, more like something like this, uh, blue, green, gray, black, white, and then try to be more colorful because it's a, it's a big contrast to what you're used to seeing here in Scandinavia. So if, people, if you go to people's homes, for instance, it will be very subtle in the colors. And then it's interesting to put in maybe one of my paintings and then add a lot of color to that environment. So it's a fun contrast. Talking about the Scandinavia, how is to be uh, an artist Scandinavia, Denmark in particular? Hmm. To be an artist here is um, it's a tough business. Um, I feel very blessed that I uh, I'm prospering, um, especially after uh, the the TV program, the best portrait painter in uh, Denmark, which I won, so... Yeah, we want yeah. to talk about it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but since that program last year, I've... Um, things have really been taken off. Um, before that, I was struggling a little bit uh, financially, but it has been going steadily forward and I've been making a little bit more and a little bit more. Uh, but it, I started out with nothing, nothing at all. I, I, I cut down on all expenses. I had my bike and I had my uh, cell phone and I rented a room, a cheap room, uh, in an apartment that was owned by one of my friends. So I could even sometimes skip a month and then pay him back maybe a little bit later. So. I cut every expenses down to a, the bare minimum and then I just try to make some money on my art and it, yeah, gradually That's good. it worked but, out, yeah. But tell, tell, what exactly is this, this, uh, this prize that you won? Because I heard um, that I've, I feel that more interest that I need to talk to this man yeah. here. But tell us a little bit about this. Uh, um, there has been this uh, program, the best portrait painter in uh, Denmark, running for the past, uh, it should be three years, but it's probably two years, three seasons. So I, I actually saw it when it first came out, the first uh, season, and I was like, ah, I need to be in that, on that show because I was doing commission portraits a lot, but so I already had a technique and I'm, I'm, I'm actually pretty fast. So I thought they had four hours to do a portrait of a celebrity, Danish celebrity. Um, and then if you moved on from one episode, you moved to the semifinals and from the semifinals to the final. So I thought, okay, let me enter this competition if the program comes again. So season two was uh, advertised, but I missed the deadline for entering the program. So I was a little, ah. Uh. But then I, I thought, okay, let me just, let me just keep track on when 
casting is opening again for this program. So I was waiting, waiting, waiting. And finally, in uh, May 2019, I saw on DR that they were looking for people to participate in the TV show. So I wrote the production uh, company as soon as I saw that and said, I would really like to be in this TV show. And I said, yeah, uh, we would like that too. You have to wait for four months and then the judges will pick uh, the ones who are going to be in the TV show. So I was waiting, waiting, waiting. And then 2nd of August or 3rd of August, I got a call that I was in the TV program. So that was really amazing. And I didn't know what to expect and I was a little skeptical actually because I thought maybe I was selling out and maybe I was yeah maybe I was selling out and I didn't know if it would actually ruin my career to be in a TV show like that because it's it was really good but it's also like very um, mainstream a very mainstream show but I thought well what can go wrong uh, at least people will know who I am, so it can't, it, it, it can't be that bad. And then we started recording and I, uh, they were here interviewing me, seeing this place. And then we came to the first episode, they, at, that was at Horsens Art Museum. And, um, I actually performed very poorly, but that was also the first time the judges could see the uh, self-portraits that we brought. Every person has had to bring their self-portrait. Uh, so they saw my self-portrait live, and I think that's why they sent me on to the semi-finals, actually, even though my portrait in the episode was not that good. So I had one month to prepare for the next episode, for the, uh, the semi-finals, and um, that came and that went so good. And I was very satisfied with the result and the judges were as well. And the person I was portraying, Rosa, from another TV show, um, she picked my portrait and actually sent me on to the finals automatically. So, then I was in the finals. We had to portray uh, Pilo Asbeck, famous, famous uh, Danish actor who was in uh, the Game of Thrones, actually. And, um, well, I wasn't that nervous. It was just like, well, I was aiming for the finals. I was not aiming for winning. Because I thought, at least if I can get to the final, uh, the finals, I would be in, on TV as much as I could and actually people would see my work. But then I won and I was perfect. I was really great. And um, since then, I have been working so incredibly much. I have worked for the next three years, just commissions. And then I have all type of work besides that so a lot of a lot of work so i'm a little bit tired but i'm also very happy 
<laughs> Sounds very good. Let, now I will talk a little bit about the, the one of the last portraits that I, I saw you painting live. Uh, I think a week, two weeks ago, of Brezinzi. She passed away. Can you tell us a little bit about the, the, that, that portrait that you, you, you made? Yeah. Um, I was asked by um, Teodato, uh, a very good friend of mine and musician, if I would participate in um, the celebration uh, of African Denmark um, a couple of weeks ago um, on Vesterborg. So I was thinking about, uh, and he wanted me to paint a live portrait, uh, or paint a portrait live. So I was thinking about which portrait should I do because I wanted to do something in relation to, of course, Africa. And um, Cindy Mandela came to mind because she just recently passed away. So it would be a good idea to, to do. And then uh, they would have to call me actually and uh, ask what, what I was doing, which portrait I would be doing. Uh, because he had an idea about Cindy Mandela. So actually we had the same thought and he was very happy that I was doing that. And his girlfriend Maria, who's also a good friend and musician, um, is from South Africa. So I thought, okay, this is, this is just perfect for also honoring uh, the late ambassador. Um, so that's actually why I did it. Um, when I was painting it live, I was struggling a little bit about how to make it more clever because it was it's it's not that difficult for me to just do a portrait but i want to add something to it like to tell that story so i think i painted maybe two hours um, and it came out pretty good but then i brought it back to my studio here and then i added the south african flag discreetly in a way with the colors and the patterns um, in her hair and her face and actually I think it came out pretty good also because I uh, back in 2014 I did a Mandela portrait uh, Nelson Mandela her father where he has this South, South African flag in, in his face so I thought it would be a good story to like do the same thing with her but more in the style that I'm painting in now and it's it's very obviously for me to see that I have become better since 2014 so um, and it's also a, a fun little story about her father and then the father and then the daughter and so yeah that's how it came about and what is the outcome of the, I mean, where you're going to um, exhibit the, 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 the piece, where you're going to be hanging? Actually, I gave the portrait away to the South African Embassy because there was a lot of uh, people from the Embassy at the uh, event. And um, I talked with her, with Cincy's uh, former secretary, and she uh, arranged it so they wanted to use the portrait for her memorial that was in um, that was yeah 
Tuesday this week. Yeah. It's the fourth, yes. Yeah, on the 4th uh, of August. And um, then I brought the, the painting to the church and um, they told me they were going to take the portrait and bring it back to South Africa, to her home and to be displayed at her home. So that was, that was really beautiful. And uh, actually after the memorial, I got a message from a journalist in South Africa who wanted to use the portrait as a tribute on their magazine. So that's a really good story that, that this portrait is actually living and coming more out. And uh, yeah, it's really beautiful. Uh, I, like, I like how that worked out. That's very good. Mm. We're almost at the end of our program. Yeah. Uh, now, I'll, just a couple more questions before we leave. Yeah. Is, uh, regarding the, um, almost half an hour doing here. Uh, about, you've got a beautiful studio here. Mm. Uh, do you have got an art gallery where you exhibit your work? I don't have a specific art gallery, but I have uh, multiple places where I will exhibit my work, yes. Um, soon I'll go to uh, Copenhagen Art Space, that's on Dokken in Norhavn. And that's, uh, it's more like an art fair for three days. Um, and I will exhibit the whole of September in Bonse, north of Odense. And that's it for exhibitions this year. But then next year I will have an exhibition in Dronninglund, north of Aalborg, in this art gallery called uh, Global Arts Gallery. In the new year I have an exhibition in a gallery called Global Arts Gallery in uh, northern Jutland. And there's a lot of uh, African art there that the guy who has the gallery, he brings to Denmark and show it here. Um, and that's, so that's going to be really good. I will bring my collection of my African-inspired paintings to that show. That's going to be in the period starting from Easter and then a month forward. Then I have a two-month exhibition at Odense Politico, but yeah, I'm not sure if it's like open to the public. So maybe if you do something criminal in Odense, maybe you can go to the police station and see the art. Uh, but I'll have more more exhibitions ongoing, but but that's what I know for the next, yeah, the next year I have these four places. The painting that's in the background is um, part of a bigger painting. Um, this is the biggest piece of the painting, but there's going to be like a triangle more. It's going to a church in uh, Aalborg for a staircase in the church. And um, it's, it's, um, it's a piece about um, welcoming people into the church because they do a lot of social work in that church. So they want something that, um, some art that kind of welcomes everybody that comes there. So that's why I did it the way I did it with the large hands. 
like the hands of God or or whatever um, how you depending on how you want to look at it but it can be the hands of God or it can be the like a really nice welcome to this place so and also if you look closely at the the piece you can see like different objects there's a lot of, lot of uh, birds doves because this is in the inner city and the inner city birds are always doves or flying rats as some would call them but it is also a sign of peace and then you have uh, the triangle stuff going on up here that's actually the former uh, liquor um, company in Denmark called Aquavit um, and it's, it's not working anymore but uh, it's like a, the, the area is known for this uh, building and uh, you can see some of the old city it's very um, it's not very easy to see but there's like some some uh, electrical wire, wires and, and uh, street lamps and there will be some buildings too uh, so it's I'm trying to connect like the city vibe with the um, more urban feel and then the, the warmth of the church yeah hmm. it's the last question I want to know everybody's complaining about uh, corona uh, is your work is affected by this pandemic that you're going right now in the world no my work hasn't been affected by this pandemic at all uh, I haven't had as many visitors to my studio but actually it has given me more time to focus on the work so and I think actually I might have been getting more commissions because people have been so much home so they actually had time to look at their homes and see ah, it's a little bit boring or we need something new for the living room or whatever so they actually ordered more um, so uh, yeah it has been good for me <laughs> good. yeah thank you very much for your time thank you that was it for our interview today so this is the man that we have been uh, try to bring him on on our uh, studio to talk about this, uh, you know, about talk about his life uh, being uh, an artist in this part of the world where many people, some they say it's very difficult to live as, a, as an artist, uh, depending on what kind of art that the person does, music, uh, photography or any kind of art, but uh, as, a, as a painter, uh, just to learn a little bit about his life and learn a little bit about who is Mr. Uh, Benjamin Abana. So thank you very much for you guys uh, tuning in and listen to this beautiful program. My name is Kindama and then I catch you guys next uh, program. For me, bye.